This is Sunday to Sunday. A podcast that highlights how everyone's vision for success and the journey to get there is unique. I'm Dean Isaacson. And I'm Andre DaVinci. Let's get real. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of Sunday to Sunday. This week, our guest is the founder and president of the Best Seats VIP, New England's leading VIP entertainment concierge service. You can check them out at thebestseatsvip.com and on Instagram at thebestseats. He is Brandon Gilson. Brandon, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you guys very much for having me today. Very, very excited. So to get started here, you know, this is a really awesome company you have here. You're you're connected and bringing people to some of the most luxurious and most sought after experiences you can specifically in the New England area, Boston area. How yep. did you get started with the Best Seats VIP? But even before that, just knowing you wanted to dive into the entertainment area, the industry, and how'd you get that off the ground? Yeah. So I'll take you guys back to uh, my college days. So um, I was a freshman in uh, 2008. And um, as soon as I got to uh, school, I went to LaSalle College. Um, I was already I was already helping people on campus, you know, students, faculty and um, su- surrounding schools and the students, you know, with getting access to going out to these shows and sporting events. Um, and, you know, I shortly um, or, you know, I very quickly realized that um, our our book of business was growing and, you know, we would get more and more clients each month. Um, I had very exclusive access that the public couldn't get their hands on. So I definitely had had leverage there. Um, and at that point, you know, I said to myself, hey, I really want to work in entertainment. Um, and at the time, I thought it would be sports. Um, so when I graduated, um, I decided to work in sports. Um, and I quickly realized that, you know, my my dream was to have my own business but I needed to put in my time in the real world. So um, in about three to four years, I was able to build up, you know, all my resources and all my assets that I needed to be successful, you know, with running the best seats VIP. All right. That sounds awesome, man. So I guess one of my questions that I definitely love to ask everybody is getting started, especially with your own venture and not really, I guess, knowing the lay of the land when it comes to, running a company and growing it, what were some of the biggest hurdles or struggles you had to overcome to not only get the ball rolling, but to keep that ball rolling at a steady pace? Yeah. Um, so it's a great question, Andre. And I mean, one of the biggest challenges uh, for me personally was, um, you know, just trying to tr- trying to figure out how I can manage so many different aspects of the company um, all at once. So that really comes down to manpower so, um, you know, one of the challenges that we're facing right now is that we're just getting so many requests and that we have clients all over the world now. Um, you know, we're looking to hire people, you know, we're looking to bring on, you know, more staff to be able to assist. Um, but I'm uh, very fortunate. And, you know, during my college years, I was able to you know, figure out how to have really strong time management skills, um, which is everything now, because I get, uh, you know, a thousand things thrown at me every single day. Um, so just being able to, you know, balance everything out, that's huge. Um, you know, being able to say no, um, more times than, you know, saying yes, you know, has, has led me to a lot of 
success because I'm always getting, you know, these new ideas and these new, you know, like concepts thrown at us, but we can always say, you know, yes to so much. Absolutely. So Brandon, take us back a little bit further pre-college or whenever, whenever this was, but what made you initially, because in college, you know, you started putting this little, you know, pre almost beta Bessie it's VIP into place, but what, what gave you that that urge, that desire, just that push to do your own thing, not sure. knowing that you're not going to want to work for someone. What was the first little entrepreneurial spark that you had that made you want to jump into something like this? So that's a great question um, that I get every single day, really. Um, and the easy answer is this. Uh, my father, he's a business owner um, and uh, you know his company has been passed down to him and he gets up every single Every single morning at 2 a.m., you know, for the past 40 plus years, you know, so seeing him, you know, run his own business and, you know, seeing the the type of success that he has, you know, has motivated me um, to, you know, want to be my own boss. But also, you know, working corporate, working in the real world, as they say, you know, I I realized in that three to four years, I'm not cut, you know, for a nine to five, sit behind a desk, clock in, clock out, um, you know, like I was sharing with you last week, you know. I'm always out there. I, you know, hardly ever sleep, if at all. Um, and I'm all about connecting with people, you know, so just building, you know, relationships that turn into partnerships. Um, I just have that, you know, drive in me where I don't like to report to anybody. I don't like the normal and like a standard, um, you know, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. I, I feel like you have to be a little bit crazy um, because this lifestyle like is crazy. Absolutely. So if you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing this, what's the relationship with your dad like when you were growing up? Did you guys have a relationship where he would kind of take you under your wing a little bit? Was that part of the the thing that made you want to follow his lead? Or was it more just kind of observing from afar, seeing what he was doing and really admiring? Yeah. That? So I would say the latter part of that one, um, I would, you know, go into the candy factory. So he owns the oldest family owned candy business in the U S and I would go in and I would help him out. I mean, I wouldn't get up at 2am per se, but, um, I would go in there and I would, you know, kind of shadow him and you'll see how things are run. Um, but you know, really just seeing, you know, how he, he legit, you know, never, you know, says boo about like the work hours, you know, his work ethic is ridiculous. And I just like that whole entire, you know, the concept of being able to, you know, manage your own book of business and, you know, being able to establish like your own brand. Um, so I would say that there's, you know, a few different factors that have led, you know, me to my decision of you know, being my own boss now. That's awesome. I really resonate with that as well. You know, my dad uh, owns an integrated pharmacy in Bethesda, Maryland, and just kind of seeing how he's able to put all of that. And he's working on another startup now. So seeing how he's able to put all of that time, effort, just everything he has right. into it is just really cool to watch. So I definitely, definitely see sure. what you're, uh, what you're going for there. So the other thing you just touched on is you love to connect with people. You love to reach out, just make new connections all yeah. the time. What are some of the tips you could give for the best ways to go out and connect with people, touch base, make these make these unreal connections who can turn into a really prosperous network. It's a great question, Dean. And uh, my simple answer is a question, um, which is what can I do for you, Dean? You know, what can I do for you, Andre? And that's what I tell everybody to ask everyone. 
because I think the three of us, you know, can all agree that when you ask someone that question, it shows that, you know, you're you're looking to see, you know, what what you can do to help them. And that's all that I've been doing, you know, for the past 10 plus years of my life, you know, just reaching out to people, you know, just doing a soft intro. Hi, my name is Brandon Gilson, the president of the Best Seeds VIP. You know, here's what we do. But how can I help you, Dean? You know, what can I do for you? And the next thing you know, you're having a drink or having lunch with that person. And, um, you know, we're talking about our company, you know, what they do and, you know, where there might be that synergy. Um, and it's just all about relationship building. So hopefully that uh, will answer that question there. Yeah, it definitely answers that question perfectly. I think one of the biggest things that I know I struggle with is that last part you touched on, which is building that relationship. Um, and for me, it's it's hard to maintain them because I get so laser focused on working on what it is that I'm working on that I forget or I don't think about, hey, let me call this person. Let me reach out. Let me do this because I'm like, well, I'll do it when I stop working. But the fact is I never stop working. So how do you find time to not only for yourself, but also to build those relationships and foster those relationships over time? So it's a great question, Andre. So in the line of work that we're in, you know, VIP concierge service, you know, we have to start off any conversation with a relationship, you know, building topic. Um, you know, hey, um, I saw that you were at that concert last night, you know, David, you know, how are your seats? And I mean, we're very fortunate where what we're talking about is pretty exciting, if I do say so myself. So in a sense, we're actually pretty spoiled because we know that when we're talking to someone, they're already going to be very interested in, you know, learning more about, you know, who I am, you know, what our company does. Um, so I, I mean, so yeah, I, uh, I suppose you could say that, you know, we're very spoiled because we're not talking about something or, you know, we're not looking to sit down with someone to talk about a boring topic, really. Um, you know, nowadays, every company out there does some form of client and employee entertainment. So right off the bat, you know, they're already very intrigued as to who we are. Right. So how would you define the relationship typically with you and your clients as far as dealing with the good ones versus the bad ones? Right. Well, there's no bad clients, as they say, but there's more qualified clients. And I mean, who we work with does range anywhere from a professional athlete you know, that has an annual salary of $5 million to, let's say, you know, an individual um, who's a lawyer or a doctor, you know, that may be looking to take out their family or, you know, top-notch client. Um, and their budget is, let's say, $25,000, you know, for two nights. Um, so, you know, we definitely qualify each client, and we do have a very diverse range of clientele. Um, but we treat every single one the exact same, whether you're looking to spend, you know, $15,000 on a corporate outing at a basketball game, or you're looking to spend, you know, $2,000 to sit front row for Bruno Mars. Um, if that answers that question. So Brandon, uh, we talked, we, we touched on this earlier. You definitely, uh, went into it a bit on how one of the big struggles right now is all of the demand you have and growing the team, you need to keep up with that demand. As of right now, what does your team structure look like? And what are some of the ways you're looking to not only grow the business, but bring on the best team members, the best employees, the best partners 
to make sure that they're enhancing the business the best way possible. For sure. So part of our business plan, Dean, is that we want to have regional VIP hosts that oversee, you know, their specific marketplace. Like, for example, you know, we have VIP hosts right now in Boston, of course, NYC, Miami, Dallas, and Los Angeles. But I would love to have, you know, one – one VIP host that will focus specifically on each industry. And what I mean by that is having someone out out in Los Angeles, let's say, um, focus only on hospitals, someone focus only on law firms, so that we can really, you know, tap into each industry, you know, that we probably already have on board, but in different marketplaces. Um, and so, uh, slowly but surely, you know, we we are getting there because. We already have, you know, thousands of companies prospected and qualified. But like I said, we just need that manpower um, that's on board, you know, reaching out to them. All right. That sounds like a great expansion plan. And I think that definitely will position you in a much more primal uh, place in the industry. So I guess the, the next question would be, how do you find those people like what is the criteria that you look for more specifically and my criteria i'm not necessarily saying like obviously like resumes and things of that nature but more so the culture aspect and how you shift through the ones who just don't fit in with that so truthfully speaking andre i mean anybody that can talk to a stranger and anybody that's really good with people um is a great fit for us because that's all we're doing every day is we're just connecting with other businesses, individuals, business owners. And if, and if you can go up to someone and say, you know, hi, my name is Brandon Gilson. You know, here's what I do. Um, how can I help you? Uh, it's that simple. And if, and if you can build that relationship right off the bat, um, you know, look, that's huge. So obviously anyone that's good with customer service skills, um, sales, obviously, uh, and just knowing the, knowing the world that we're in, which is crazy and it's changing every day and you have to be on your A game. I mean, like I said, I barely sleep. So if someone's able to, you know, stay up crazy hours because they're in Boston, but their client is on the West coast, you know, there's that time difference there. Um, you, you have to be on call 24 seven really, uh, and be on your A game because, Um, if you, you know, miss that one phone call or if you don't respond to a client, you know, they could be looking somewhere else. So anyone that portrays that hustler, that go-getter mentality, and that can easily talk to a stranger, that's huge for us. Absolutely. So Brandon, going back to the journey for one second here, college definitely seems like it set you up for the success you're facing now and transitioning you into the best VIP. Can you walk us through a little bit more about how that journey actually occurred, how you made the transition from college to, I know you mentioned something about working in the corporate workplace to fully going in and committing yourself to a full-time position at the best seats VIP and making money. And if uh, there's any college professors listening to this, you know, don't take this like the wrong way. But um, when I, you know, speak at schools, I always, you know, share this one piece of advice where it's, There's so much more than the four walls of that classroom. So straight from, you know, me getting there from freshman year in 2008, I was already doing internships. I was doing volunteer work. I was out there, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, as they say. Um, So I was always, you know, putting myself out there because I knew in, you know, the back of my mind 
that I had this company that took off so fast with a small, you know, marketing push and, you know, just working with college students um, that I needed, you know, to chase after this. But I knew, I mean, like I said, that I couldn't just graduate 2012 and just go, you know, full speed ahead. I wanted to learn from the best. I wanted to see how a, you know, legitimate company, you know, was run behind the scenes. Um, and I made phenomenal connections and relationships, you know, working for four to five years in the corporate world. And then I came to a point and I said, you know what, uh, you know, like it's crazy for me to be doing this type of work, you know, for someone else when I can be doing, you know, this times 100, you know, when I was limited um, when I was in the corporate world, as they say, as to, you know, what I could do. Now there's no strings attached and, you know, I have free range and I can implement all the initiatives, um, you know, that I've seen work. And I can, you know, just blow it out because um, as you and I had spoke about last week, Dean, in this region, in this market, we're one of one. There's no other VIP concierge service that focuses mainly on entertainment. So, Absolutely. So how did you actually make that jump from the corporate world to starting the Best Seats VIP to actually going full time with it? Uh, I just left, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I really didn't burn any bridges. I left on, you know, really good terms, but I, you know, went home one night and, you know, I spoke to my family. I spoke to my mentors. I said, you know, listen, I, uh, I'm, you know, feeling very, very confident that now is the time. So about, uh, I would say 15 months now. So a little bit over like one year, um, I, you know, made that jump and I wasn't nervous at all. I, I had no hesitation cause I knew I had all my ducks lined up and I had everything that I needed, um, you know, to make that jump. And, uh, um, yeah. And, you know, so here we are now. That's great. Thank you. So I'm curious to find out because that seems like a very cut and dry kind of like, I know I can do this. I'm a jump in, which is not the mindset I think of most people trying to get into an entrepreneurial uh, mindset or journey to start their own thing. So if you had to give any one golden nugget of advice to people who are trying to follow the same kind of trajectory and start their own company what would it be so so, it's a tough question andre because i have a lot of you know pieces pieces of advice that i've learned you know from myself and also from listening to other entrepreneurs like you know gary v you know tony robbins all those guys you know have sparked a you know huge you know plug in me but um so many people nowadays are unhappy with what they do they're scared and they're hesitant to make that jump into something that could be a you know very big risk in their career, but um, I'm someone that you know my personal happiness was at stake about two years ago, and I said shit, you know I'm not happy at all, you know like I I need to do what uh, you know will make me happy, and you know whether or not the you know money would be there from the you know start, that was never a question because I knew uh, you know long term um, that I that financially stable. Um, because I knew, you know, what I had to do and I knew all the, you know, right steps that I needed to actually take. Um, so I guess if you ask me, you know, what piece of advice is to just go and, you know, to chase after your dream as cliche and as, you know, overused that line may be. Um, I just see way too often nowadays people, you know, always complaining that they're not happy. They wish they could do A, B and C, but they don't want to make that jump. Just go for it, and especially at my age, you know, like I'm only 28. So I said to myself, you know, now's now's the best time, um, you know, and that was when I, you know, made that jump. You know, 
about 15 months ago. So that's awesome. That's one of the best things I think people can do is really just go out there and try it. And if you fail, keep failing until you don't fail. So I love that. So now that Brandon, now that you're here at the point that you've made it to, you have your feet under you, your business is rolling. It's growing. You guys are crushing it. My question is, when you look back at the end of the day, what is your ultimate view of success? Not necessarily for the best seats VIP, but for Brandon Gilson. Uh, Like I just said, it would be personal happiness. And, you know, a lot of people may not understand that or they may not hold, you know, so much weight on that. But truly speaking, you know, if I'm not happy, uh, I could be making, you know, $200 million a year per month. I don't care what the hell it is. Money to me is not going to make me happy. Um, you know, being able to, you know, lay my head down at night, you know, saying, oh, damn, you know, like today was a great day. And I had, you know, a really good time doing all this and meeting all these new people. That to me is, you know, where my happiness is. Um, and that really kind of, you know, it goes back to my previous answer to that previous question where I just see too many people, you know, stressing out, you know, working their ass off and, you know, they're just not happy. Um, and some people I know that are making, you know, six figures and they're still, you know, miserable. So why are they doing it? Absolutely. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, I uh, just want to do, I thank you guys very much again uh, for having me. Um, love what you guys are doing over there. And if there's ever any way that we can help out, then we're all for it. Um, so again, uh, thank you guys very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you, Brandon Gilson, for being our guest. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.